L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hang in there. 15 minutes from now, another keyword will be heard. And you have a chance at $1,000. The KFI Cash Refill Contest continues. Well, yesterday we talked about this, and we decided it was worth getting a guest on to explore it further. Uh, Back in 2020, when the whole panic over the COVID-19 began to consume the entire country, the city of L.A. and the county got really worked up over dining, indoor dining, outdoor dining. Uh, Eventually, they did allow people, restaurant owners, to set up outdoor dining with an alfresco program. And they waived a lot of the bureaucracy, the, the, the paperwork, the months of approval to get these people on the fast track to save their restaurants. Well... Now here we are in 2023, and now they want to go back and sort of do a reset with all this and put people through all the red tape of applying for an outdoor (laughs) dining permit. So all these restaurants already have their tables, their chairs, their heaters, their partitions up. The city now wants them to reapply for a permanent permit and spend tens of thousands of dollars for something that already exists. And is working really well and isn't bothering anyone. We're going to talk to Eddie Navarrete, executive director of the Independent Hospitality Coalition. They advocate for and support independent restaurants. All right, Eddie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, guys, for taking the phone. Uh, what what the heck is this about? Like, if I have a restaurant, right, and I already got patio seating and everything's fine, it's sidewalk, it's alleyways, or it's parking lots, now what do I have to do and how much do I have to pay? Well, the ordinance or the several ordinances really haven't been clearly defined or set in stone, vetted through city council yet. 
But currently, the draft proposal is awful, where it's going to make us have to apply for, in most cases, that these, that these operators have alcohol consumption, are going to have to go through kind of a monstrous city planning application, which takes about a year, costs $20,000 in application fees. you got to hire professionals to do the work. you got to go through neighborhood meetings and you know, several other things um, just to start. Um, you know, uh, it really depends on what type of seating you're having. They have different ordinances or rather different processes for depending on the seating that you're having, whether it be private property, whether it be on the sidewalk or whether it be on the street. So, you know, really, these operators don't really have a fighting chance on really having to navigate through any of this stuff. And so hopefully, you know, we're looking to have one place where people can go and have it all be explained for them instead of kind of this, you know, rat's nest of a you know, labyrinth that you have to go through to figure out how you're going to get your permit. I, I'm really I'm really baffled by this. These might sound like stupid questions, but I just don't know this world. Well, let's say I've got a restaurant and I have eight tables out on the sidewalk. All right, eight tables. I got about uh, 32 chairs. What am I putting down on the application? And why do I need an, uh, a business consultant? And why do I have to pay tens of thousands of dollars? It's like, look, here's a photo. We got eight tables. We got 32 chairs. We got a half a dozen heaters. What What else is there to explain? You know, I mean, I think like you said, you know, the uh, the Alfresco program showed that we don't need to have a lot of things. And unfortunately, um, you know, some of these permit processes are going to require us to have to draw a plan up and show that we're complying with any kind of, you know, a handicap requirements or fire life safety requirements or maybe some other building provision requirements that they think that we need to go through. Um, even though, you know, we've been existing like this way for a long time. So are those processes well, actually necessary? And I think it's obvious that they're not. Well, I mean, some of these restaurants have had this set up for almost three years now. And, and they're worried about disability requirements when they allow thousands of tents to block sidewalks all over the city. Really? They're worried about wheelchair access? It's a really good point, but I think that there's ways that we can mitigate the city's concerns with clear documentation, clear guidelines. The city of San Francisco, yeah, the city of San Francisco is doing it way better than L.A. is doing it. They, get you, they put together a manual that gives you clear diagrams of how you comply with these very simple things of handicap compliance or fire life safety or maybe it's access to, you know, some utility poles. Just give us the guidance. Just tell us what we need to do, but really we're getting handed a black and white document that gives us no guidance. And there's no direction except go through this awful process that we don't even know what, how, how it works. Is this just a money grab? They make up something stupid and complicated that's unnecessary. <laughs> just money. an excuse to charge you $20,000. I'm really glad you brought that up because I actually don't think that that's what it is. These processes generally cost the city more to do than it, than it's uh, than well, if they're getting their monies from the operators well, well, that well, are paying. Why, why, why does it cost if you just show them, you know, the layout plan for the sidewalk, th then you just have to look at it and say, okay, I see. You got enough room there for people to walk back and forth? All right, that's cool. Go home. I, I don't get it. Really, I, I really don't get it. Like, what is it you need these city employees to do? What are they searching for here? Well, you know, there, there's, there's a disconnect between the city officials that run the, the city as opposed to the city department officials. And city department officials... They're really giving a conflict of interest to the, to the lawmakers, to the council people about, you know, how these things are working and how well they're working. Um, you know, and I, we're never really bringing to the conversation that restaurants bring in the most sales tax of, on, within all of California, which generally all of that money goes right back in the city and county infrastructure. And it's just really, you know, they make it a much different argument. Again, it's a conflict of interest in how they're telling 
their city officials, you know, i.e. council members, of how successful their regulation is going. I mean, one restaurateur said it can take two years and involve at least seven different department approvals to get to get this dining permit. I mean, that's ridiculous. I really wish that guys like me didn't have to exist, you know, and that's really the goal here. This is really about a culture or a reflection of this ordinance that we've been fighting for, that we all showed up for last night successfully. It was beautiful to see all of our restaurants get together. And, you know, it's really just a reflection of the culture that exists in the I, 82 uh, cities of an L.A. county. I mean, I just don't get it. It's like I, I had birthday parties for my kids, right? We'd have 20 kids over and their parents, and you set up all the tables in the backyard and put out a tablecloth and... And, and and the chairs for everybody. I didn't know I needed a city inspector to look <laughs> over my plans and that I needed to yeah. pay $20,000 for the simple act of setting up t- tables and chairs. I, I, I find this one of the most ludicrous things I have ever heard about, period. I mean, uh, as nutty as government is, this really takes the cake. Don't even get me started because, really, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, inequities that exist in our city regulation and county regulation areas. They really have this idea of shoot first and then ask questions later or regulate first and then and without applying it on any kind of factual data, just like the closure that we had to go through. There's nothing to regulate. It's like regulating somebody's dining room at Thanksgiving. Where you could put it? Where are you going to put the extra tables and chairs because the cousins are coming over? It's what's not to, complicated. What's to regulate? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So it's bureaucracy at its finest. Eddie, there was talk that they might grandfather in some of these that got the permits a couple of years back, or. Well, I mean, that's what we're hoping for. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're looking to have some some real seats at the table here on how we're going to move forward with the permits. We want to be able to address the concerns that they may have, whether it be fire, life, safety, ADA, whatever it is. We can do that, but we have to do it together. We just can't have them, you know, have these backroom conversations between the departments and just release a document saying this is what we're going to do. Uh, there just has to be more transparency in the process. Transparency in the process that has to have the restaurants a part of that that process. All right, Eddie, thanks for coming on. We appreciate yeah. it. And, and we'll keep up with us. If you need any more publicity, if you any more twists and turns here, just let us know, all right? I definitely will. I really appreciate you guys standing up for us. Thank you. Now, it's Eddie Navarrete, Executive Director of the Independent Hospitality Coalition. They advocate and support the independent restaurants who are facing, it's not done yet, but a whole new permitting thing to try to do their outdoor dining. Basically, they just have to start over. I, I talked to s- s- some of the people who run the restaurants I go to in my neighborhood. It has been so difficult, so difficult. And the only thing that saved a lot of them was outdoor dining. Once they were able to put as many tables as possible and they spread them in the parking lots and the alleyways, the sidewalks, the streets, and it completely changed their lives. Otherwise, a lot of rest, a lot of restaurants did go out of business, but a lot more would have gone. And I don't know, what, 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 why does the city want to risk that revenue? Why do they want to torture people's lives? What is wrong with the bureaucrats who work in government? What is, who, were, who were these people as children? All right, coming up next, your chance at money. Another keyword will be revealed for a shot at $1,000. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Wonderful. All right, well, here's a story that's supposed to make you feel really sad. Makes me more feel really kind of angry for the stupid government. We were just talking about the city of Los Angeles is going to make restaurant people maybe start over with outdoor dining permitting process, which can be cumbersome and expensive. This time, we turn our attention to the County Department of Public Services. 
Uh, apparently, there's been a big rise in theft off of people's EBT cards. What's an EBT card? EBT stands for Electronic Benefit Transfer. It's how you get your welfare and food stamps. John is right. They gave it a fancy name and they switched over the card. So <laughs> to, it looks like you're just using a credit card. To cover up, it's uh, you know the government handouts that uh, working people have to. So uh, it's a debit card that they load up with your benefits every month. Well, uh, the amount of people stealing from those cards has jumped dramatically in the last year. Almost a million dollars was stolen in 2021 in L.A. County. It was just a few hundred thousand the year before that. They do it with a skimmer device. These are difficult-to-spot devices that can attach to legitimate card readers. They're placed on card machines and locations that people go to, convenience stores, ATMs, gas stations. When shoppers make a purchase with their EBT card at one of these machines, the skimmer retains both the card number and the PIN. So what they do next is they make up a fake card with your card number and PIN, and they go steal your money. They might go to a bank and just take it out. The modern credit cards now have chips. That's and, right. And those are the chips that you could do that the tapping maneuver with. Yeah, that's right. And it reads the chip and it bypasses a skimmer. That's why these are years old. I all my credit cards now have the chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, it wasn't invented yesterday. It's been around for a number of years, and that should reduce well, they're, they're, now skimmers are are useless, right? Because right. you're not you're not sliding your card anymore, so there's nothing to skim. It just so electronically old, uh, transmits the information from the chip. These cards they've been using have the old magnetic strips, and here's the part that'll really really fry you. They think to switch over and get the cards with chips, it's going to take up to thirty months. Does that <laughs> not seem in, that's two and a half years? Yeah. How, how could this be so hard? And how you didn't know this was coming? The rest of the world, the private world, the credit card companies, did this years ago. Because they never, ever spend money on anything useful like upgrading their technology. Like, no. like the DMV, like to pay off uh, the unemployment claims. Every, every story is like, oh, well, you know, we have a 40-year-old computer system here that's out of date. I don't want to hear that anymore. Stop it. The, the, I got the, I got scammed once with a credit card. They must have put a skimmer, and I think it was a gas station I went to. Their with a credit card with a bank that was kind of questionable. It wasn't one of the big banks. I'm not even going to say whose card it was. It was like one of the airlines. We a used, defunct airline. And and <laughs> within a day or two, people were buying all sorts of goods from Apple stores in Las Vegas on oh, my yeah. card. I'm like, what? <laughs> they made up a fake card because they had skimmed my information. Yeah, yeah. Apple, Amazon, uh, uh, Best Buy, electronic stores. There, there was a gas station in, in Sarasota, Florida. We used to go to Sarasota every year on spring break uh, so the kids could see their grandparents, my wife's parents. Nice. And every year I stopped at a gas station on Route 41 near their house. And every year, by the time I got home to L.A., there would be false credit card charges on my visa. <laughs> every year. Well, and it was the same. There was a skimming skimmer. device somewhere. That's right. There. And I would forget about it. I'd go to the same station, get skimmed by the same device, and get the <laughs> same set of phony charges. I just felt like an idiot because you know, twelve months go by and you yeah, forget well, that. Part stuff. of that's on you, though. Oh, it is on me. No, it is forget. on me. It's like, oh, come on. Finally, one year, I, you know, I finally figured this out. I wouldn't go near the place. Uh, you, you don't, because clearly, if they got away with it for that for that long, they're going to keep doing it. Uh, Here's one for the stereotype bus. Uh, the big operation bust.
prosecutors arrested 16 people at five ATMs who were using these phony cards to rob people's EBT cash. All of them Romanian nationals. <laughs> Those Eastern Europeans. There is a lot of Eastern European fraud. I don't know what that is. They confiscated over 300 fake cards and over $130,000 in cash that this little gang had, uh, no, had taken. Because the Eastern European countries, that was a, a hotbed of, uh, uh, of uh, criminal ripoff for the uh, unemployment benefits right. during COVID. A lot of that money was going, oh, going to this. that. Eight, they arrested, oh, this is great, all were charged with theft using a fraudulent card. Eight pleaded no contest, were sentenced to a month of community service. The rest never showed up in court. They supposedly returned to Romania. Supposedly, yeah. 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 I, how'd, they, how'd they get in? What was their visa? People are traveling to the region specifically from Romania to commit EBT fraud. So the word's getting back there that you can come to L.A. County because they still use the magnetic some guy, strips. Some guy comes back and tells Put a all little his skimmer cousins. device in a poor neighborhood yeah. on an ATM or on a convenience store check register or whatever machine. Yeah, go to California. Stupid uh, government in California. You, you can make thousands and thousands of dollars before your visa expires. Yeah, and they and, read this story and find out the chips could be two and a half years away. Keep coming. And, you, and they don't put you in jail. <laughs> you go to California, steal thousands of dollars. They yeah, don't put you in jail. It's a low-level nonviolent felony. You don't even have to show up in court. Yeah, come There's back another day. We'll let you know we're here. No, I'm returning to Romania. I'll see you. So a plane lands from uh, Romania. 500 scammers come off the plane. And the story in the Times is predictably full of people that lost money on their EBT cards. It's only at their fault because if they don't have the yeah. chip, it's, what can they do? They, yeah, they, well, you might want to go to work and earn money <laughs> instead of waiting for the government to help you because the government's so incompetent. You're going to get your money stolen, and uh, good luck getting it back. All right. When we return, uh, a lot of people are complaining about their high gas bills, natural gas bills. We'll talk about the update on that. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. The big game is this Sunday featuring uh, Philadelphia and Kansas City. Coverage beginning at 11 a.m., kickoff at 3.30 on your home of the big game, AM 570 LA <laughs> Sports, brought to you by MGM Rewards. Unlock the best of Las Vegas. Visit MGMRewards.com for details. See, in a commercial, you have to call game. it a big game. If you're not giving a commercial, you can call it the Super Bowl. You know how yesterday Deborah Mark knew I was going to do the Pink Pigeon story? Yes. yes. I knew today you were going to do the nine-year-old mouse story. I knew you were going to sneak that into your <laughs> newscast. You did, huh? Also not high in my hierarchy, a mouse. Well, I don't it's love higher mice, than a rat. Yeah. You have to write down the hierarchy. A nine-year-old mouse. And where is this mouse being kept? How do they know it's nine? Do we have a birth certificate? I, I, yeah, I, I, that's a very good question. I, I don't Somebody know. Somebody has raised the mouse from birth? And yes. And it, they it, know that it, he's nine it, or she or it? Or well, yeah, I guess they do. They probably got it as a baby. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> What was the story I saw last week? Uh, maybe you missed it too. There, there was a, there's a dog that's in the Guinness books for being 30 years old. Yeah, I think that was the 30, 30 years, years right? old. He 1992, must... the dog was born. Yeah, he must be tired. He he still stands up. He's, he's sort of blind in one eye. Yeah, I read him. He's cute. I forget his name, but uh, he's Guinness Book <laughs> wow. oldest dog ever. Oh, I yeah. hope my dogs can beat that. And he's not small. That's what surprised me. He was a sizable dog. I thought you know the. The rule of thumb is the smaller dogs live longer, mm -hmm. so Deborah Marks will be around a while. But uh, I don't have good luck. 
when it comes to that. Oh, your dogs have died young? Yes. Well. Well, don't say cancer. It's cancer. I have nothing to do with cancer. Please. You don't find them putting Where do you plastic, live? Like plastic a, bags over their in heads? In the San Fernando Valley. The chemical plant? God, who knows? But every one of my dogs has had cancer. Oh, wow. Is that I true? Know. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. And they all had to be put down? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Man, You're going to make sad. me cry. Yeah, I, we had family oh. dogs. I don't remember any cancer. John's dogs didn't have cancer either, right? No, my dogs go insane. <laughs> well, gee, I <laughs> wonder why. He ends up getting rid of them before they die. So. <laughs> or, no, before they kill one of us. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. We had to send, we actually sent one to like a mental farm. Seriously. It just uh, couldn't handle it. Yeah, the one guys. that bit me, yeah. Yeah, the one that bit you. Yeah, the one that bit me was really odd. Bit a lot of people. Really nutty. I don't know how we didn't get sued. This thing was, it was a small dog. I should dog. have sued you. You should have, Ken. What did you do to this dog to make it so aggressive? No, no, it was it was no, inbred. I, I, I walked into the house, into their kitchen to pick up John to go somewhere, and it just <laughs> leapt at me. Oh, no. You know, how, you know how long it took me to train her to do that? Do that, yeah. <laughs> I used to show pictures of Ken. You were see you this laughing? Man. Did you laugh when the dog bit Ken, or were you uh, hiding it? No, no, they were all shocked. Oh, okay. I remember the, all their faces were like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. There, there was, there was, so we, we gave it to a guy who rehabs dogs, met, like mentally disturbed dogs, seriously. Therapy. And he had a big farm. And we, uh, he, he told us that he had the dog for a short time and she bit his 18 month old child <gasps> on the stomach. Oh, no. Wow. That's yeah. worse than me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, did they put uh, her down? Yeah, I and uh, I don't know what he did. I didn't care at this point. Put her down. They, the, he brought she the, kill somebody. He do- brought the dog back to our neighborhood to a park so we could meet the dog again about a year later. Why? Do- do- I never I, heard this story. I do- yeah, I don't know why, but... Um, and she bit everyone. <laughs> she didn't remember anybody. Oh, she didn't care, yeah. No. Well, she's pissed at you guys. You got rid of her. She's I like, huh. Now, like, ignore them. She looked yeah. at me, and she ran away, and oh, all right, yeah, thanks. Well, that's but not surprising. <laughs> Long line of people have done that. <laughs> all right, well, this story should once again bring us back to the fact that if you are living in California, there's something they want to get rid of. Obviously, driving your gas-powered car has been key. That's why when gas prices go up, Despite the lip service we get from the politicians and the handout little inflation buster checks, to, they don't really care because they want you to stop using gas. Now, the other thing they want you to use is natural gas. So I'm talking to people who are looking at their SoCal gas bills. They can't believe it. They've tripled yeah. in some cases. SoCal gas customers are getting hit with $300 bills compared to $123 last year. What are the reasons for this? Well, does it really matter? California pipes in 90% of the natural gas it uses from elsewhere. And according to, but here's the thing. While we were having high natural gas prices, the rest of the country was not. So once again, we got that unique market thing hanging over us, right? Uh, I really, I I almost believe it's a plot. First, they didn't want you to use gas in your car. They don't want you to use natural gas in your home. Oh, so, it is applied. No, no, it is. We have plenty of natural gas underground in California. Oh, they, yeah, we could they, extract it, right? We, they don't extract it. Right. By law, they won't let any of the energy companies extract the natural gas. Instead, everything is pumped in from a 1,000 miles away, and they had some problems with the pipe, pipeline out of West Texas, and so the gas prices here spiked up to, to, to the heavens, and everywhere else, they're not having a problem. But it's so, on purpose because they won't, they won't drill for the oil and gas here that we have. So now, 
all they're going to do is give you your climate credit a couple of months early to help reduce the high bill you're getting this month. And they're saying that next month bill shouldn't be as bad. This might be temporary. And by the way, if one of these climate fanatics, we're using the same amount of natural gas. It doesn't matter where it comes from. We can drill for it here or they can drill for it in Texas. Right. It's the same amount of gas used and, and, and burned. All we're doing is ending up paying an exorbitant amount of money for the transportation costs. This is what I can't understand. The, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm worried about climate change and global warming, so no more oil and gas drilled here. You, you dummy. The stuff that we're using that they're drilling for in Texas, is it goes into the atmosphere, too. It's all the same atmosphere. You bozo. What? What is? Is anybody educated anymore? Is everybody an idiot? So I can imagine there's going to be a lot of bill shock, especially the last couple of months have been chilly in the morning. A lot of people have probably been turning on the heat in their home, which a lot of it comes from natural gas. So that's going to boost the bills. I just got a message that I'm getting that I'm getting $50, the, the climate credit. The and climate my bill credit, is right. over $500 and I hardly had the heat on. I shivered. See, even when I had COVID, I was so cold and I, I, I didn't. I, you need to eat wow. more. That, that would warm you up. No, it was freezing. <laughs> And That's so a big bill, $500. $500 for hardly using it at yeah. all. No, we had a big one like that, too. And we've kept the heat off the whole winter. It's about 62 degrees in our house. Yeah. So now I put it up to 67 for about an hour because I'm well, shivering. Well, other than that, it's for the stove and maybe to heat up your shower, your water heater. But, you know, what else would you use it for? So you're still using it for something, but it still seems like a high price if you cut back the heating. Because I, I thought the heating would be the biggest. I, I have never seen... A price spike like this in my life that, for the gas. I, that's I, why I think the fix is in. Yeah, it is. It is. This is what they're doing. They want you to go electric. <laughs> go electric. Uh, what, you know what they're talking about? Oh, this is bad news for the people in Porter Ranch. Maybe putting more natural gas into Aliso Canyon. Remember the gas leak of 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're talking about here. Maybe we need to raise the capacity at Aliso Canyon. Well, that's not good news. But I mean, the people up there want it closed. Well, no, but, because they, they that that thing is so badly it's damaged old. and old and rotted. Remember that that pipeline was like they hadn't changed something in it in so many years or whatever. It was some problem with how it. Come, how come nobody can do anything right? <laughs> well, the point is, we always talk about where people do things wrong. So it's not like nobody ever does anything right. No, nobody ever does anything right. We, you want me to do one show where we just do all the right stories? We'll, we'll run out of material in eight minutes. <laughs> that we might, it might by, happen. By 10 after 1, we're done. <laughs> Final heads up. The Moist Line is tomorrow. You still have some time to leave a message using the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is how you access the message for the Moist Line. Or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, this story pops up from time to time. We're going to play a report from ABC7, a reporter by the name of Michelle Fisher. What's really weird about it is that the same woman was out there and able to record this happening with the Tesla driver now twice. Let's hear the report. She is out, sleeping completely, knocked out, and this car is driving her. Look at how dangerous that is. This video is driving the internet wild. It went from local to national to global. A woman behind the wheel of a white Tesla asleep in traffic along the 15 freeway north in Temecula. I'm sorry. 
that is too damn dangerous. Sleeping and this car is driving you? Are you nuts? That's Kiki Dolas, who captured the moment on her cell phone around four o'clock last Thursday. At first, we thought, you know, it was a health issue or something because she was kind of slumped. It was just kind of riding along a side of us. You know, it would accelerate a little and then slow down, even when there wasn't that many cars ahead of it. For more than 15 minutes, Dolas and her husband honked, attempting to get the driver's attention before calling the police, who were eventually able to pull the driver over. To actually be sleeping and entrust your whole life, you know, for a car to just drive you, it's just astonishing to me how anybody would do it. Tesla is currently under investigation over its autopilot system after dozens of crashes. And as more car makers steer toward autonomous vehicles, auto experts say pump the brakes. It's going to be here one day if, you know, the automakers perfect all of this technology. But right now, our research shows that drivers would prefer that these automakers focus on the current advanced driver assistance systems, make them foolproof before moving on to self-driving vehicles. And Kiki told me she was contacted by CHP later and they confirmed that there was no medical emergency. That woman was in fact asleep behind the wheel. We also reached out to CHP for more on the driver, also possible charges of some sort or some type of citation. But tonight we have not yet heard back. Yeah, what do you charge somebody who's driving while asleep? <laughs> I I can't two things I can't believe. Who would do this? Who would I mean, unless you're really, really just so fatigued that you actually fell asleep without, you know, you've had those times, right, John, yeah. when you drive late at night when we were younger and we drive from our terrible radio home back to our home state. We I a couple of times I nodded off, but but it almost looks like some of these people are purposely knowing, all right, I can get a nap on the way to work. <laughs> Just put the car in self-drive mode. They, 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 they actually trust the technology. That's yeah, I could not see that. It would make me so freaking nervous. I could, when I, I've been in a couple of cars where they have the self-driving thing, and I'm just leaning forward, like watching, because get those hands close to the wheel there. <laughs> now, this was the second time she... Yeah, apparently this woman has, has videoed two people doing this in the last week. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, That's weird. Maybe she's looking for it, or maybe it's just popular where she's driving. This was the 15 freeway in Temecula. I don't know where the other uh, occurrence was, but she has apparently recorded well, two people what, what, doing this in a week. I've seen reports where Elon Musk sends out the software updates to Teslas automatically. Right. And now your Tesla can do things like this. It can do the automatic driving. It, it, this is not run through the government. like they, For all the regulation they do, like they're trying to regulate outdoor dining, Yes, right. There's apparently hardly any regulation on on the Tesla autonomous driving system. He said the out only thing updates. it does is you, you have to have your hands on the wheel within a certain few seconds, or else it's going to move out of self driving mode. So I don't know if this woman was keeping her hands there on the wheel while she dozed off. I couldn't tell, but that's a, one of the safety measures. But I, well, I guess it doesn't work. We're, I, we're seeing this story like uh, several times a year now. Somebody completely passed out behind the wheel of the Tesla on a freeway. Conway does his show asleep. That's right. That's right. Oh, passed out. Wow. But occasionally I'm, I, I, I wake up. <laughs> you know, I'm not out for the whole three hours. Uh, the, the only three hours I sleep is during your show, oh, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Alex Stone's coming on for uh, talk about Southwest Airlines, uh, that debacle over Christmas.
Then Dean Sharp is coming on as well to talk about uh, Southwest Airlines. And then Neil Savager is coming on to talk about Southwest, Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines. If you want, I'll call in and talk about <laughs> Southwest Airlines. Did you get hammered by that, either one of you, over, over I Christmas? I do not fly them. Oh, you don't? I gave, up. I, I gave up that airline a long time ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you, Ken. We, we you never know? go anywhere during Christmas. That's a Christmas. cattle call. I don't like I, it. I, I, I'm getting to the point where I think I need an assigned seat. Yeah. yeah that's right. I know? was big on Southwest up to about five, six years ago. And then had a couple of experiences where that you know they canceled a the flight yeah. like five minutes before we were supposed to board. Well, plus you get nervous and, flying because you never know where you're going to get a seat to, you know, with your wife or your. But kids. you can pay to be in the first group, right? They still yes. have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I was trying to get out of here to go with my son to Arizona, some baseball thing, and we had to be somewhere by eight o'clock in Phoenix that night. So we had like an eight a.m. flight. And they kept getting canceled and oh, postponed, man. and I'm on the phone, and I'm rebooking and rebooking again. And and fi finally left out of Burbank like f six hours, eight hours later. Oh, my barely God. Barely got there in time. And, I, you know, they, they, they've always had a screwed-up system of keeping their schedule on time. And once they have a problem early in the day, it's, it's over. like dom dominoes, and well, they never catch up. You could have driven to Arizona in that yeah, time. I know. Yeah. And I do now. <laughs> yeah, so they're under a lot of pressure with the uh, the government. But what airline is perfect? They're all that's right, that's right. But I I do you know you get to a certain age. Look, uh, Southwest Airlines are for people that um that are not very responsible. You know, <laughs> okay. So you know, is that their slogan? I now? get the yeah, yeah. Yeah. in there. Yeah, it, Southwest, the airline for irresponsible. That's exactly right. You know, responsible is the key word. You get hung over in Vegas. You miss your flight. They can get the next one. You know, I think they just What's canceled the, the ad contract on your show. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. I love uh, Southwest Airlines. Enjoy them. Um, but uh, but uh, they are under a lot of pressure. So we'll talk to uh, Alex Stone about that. All right, ding dong, ding right. dong with you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.